Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, Better Together with Maria Menunos fans. It's not Maria Menunos. It's Mr. Maria Menunos sitting in for my lovely and talented wife, the great Kelsey Alexander Meyer. Wow, thank you. Hi, Kev. Hi. How are you doing? And we're presenting you part two yes, of our amazing interview with the great Dr. Laura Berman. Mm-hmm. And man, she dropped some uh, heavy information on us in part one. Life-changing, dare I say, Kelsey. I agree. For anyone who uh, believes in Ascension Syndrome or is feeling a little off in these times, I think she provided us with a lot of clarity. Yeah. And then in this episode, um, even a better understanding of people, relationships. Um, and if you're an empath, how you can uh, survive or cope mm-hmm. better. Maybe even thrive. Maybe even thrive. All right. Well, we'll we're, gonna, <laughs> we're just going to let the interview speak for itself. And then we'll, we'll come back with some closing thoughts. How does that work for you, Kelsey? I think that's great. Enjoy, you guys. Okay. Love languages. <laughs> Yeah. We're just hitting the list. Yeah. You want to walk us through them? Yeah. Walk us through them. Um, Well, let me see if I can remember them all. There's, help me remember, there's Mm -hmm. gifts. Physical touch. Physical touch. uh, Words of affirmation. Quality time. Acts of service. Acts of service. And I think that's it. There are five love languages, right? Mm -hmm. And there's even a quiz. Uh, This all comes from Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. I'm a fan of it as to a point. It's it's very... um, it, t- it only takes you so far, but it's unbelievably powerful. And it's great to do even on your kids. Like it has helped me so much to know what my kids' love languages are. And by love language, we mean how your children or how these other people communicate. How your partner, how, what lands is love to them, right? Oh, oh. So when I love my husband my, and do loving things toward him, I, my natural instinct is going to be to love him the way I like to be loved. That's what occurs to you, Right. right. I, I would love it if someone, you know, scratched my back, so I'm going to scratch his or whatever. I would feel really loved if I, so my partner made this, this huge romantic gesture, so I'm going to make it to you. And I hear this from couples all the time, you know, where they're like, 
she keeps saying that I need to be more romantic and I need to show her more love. And I bring her flowers once a week and I call her, you know, but that's not her language of love, Uh, right? So understanding how each of you experiences mm. and feels loved informs you so that you understand, like my husband's, which is not at all mine, are words of affirmation. So I learned how to be really skilled at giving very robust appreciation Mm. and giving a lot of it because every time I do, he feels loved and that's his language of love, right? For me, it's physical affection um, and quality time, right? You kind of have a primary one and, and a secondary one, but I would encourage you. And I know, you know, we only have so much time. I could talk for hours about this. The five lovers, love languages is a great place to t- start, but I also encourage you to explore Enneagrams and human yes. design. Oh, the best. Let's t- discuss. If we had a human design girl. On. Oh, it's, it's so much oh fun. Oh my God. And that really was a profound shift for me. And I only discovered human design in the past what couple are you? of years. I am a generator. Okay. Can and we I- back up on define what these things are? <laughs> Kids. Okay. Sorry. So human design and, you know, people can listen to the podcast. Yeah. You did. Okay. So human design is kind of, it's based, all of these things. So human design is kind of based on your birth date and time. It's mm-hmm. almost like an astrological sign, but it's so much more robust. And it was downloaded by this guy, I don't know how many decades ago. And it takes into account, like it's this crazy complex algorithm of sociological, anthropological cycle. I mean, it's kooky. Like this person had a visitation or something. I don't know how he came up with this. And when I tell you it is insanely accurate and unbelievably freeing because, so there are different types. There are manifestors, generators, projectors, and manifestor Mm -hmm. generators, Mm -hmm. right? And what happens is because of society, because of our family, because of our stories, whatever, we want to be a certain thing, right? Like I, you know, a projector who is someone who is more like in the support role, someone who really is designed to... Like, I think you're probably a projector, someone who is in the background, who is supporting, who is making all the things behind the scenes work. But what's important about that is that if you're a projector who has a story, you should be a generator or a manifestor generator. Like a generator is someone who just loves the ideas and comes up with all this creative inspiration and has all of these ideas and things they want to share and things they want to create. They, but they are not at all a projector. You know, they are, they are not at all in their genius when they're doing the logistics of their lives, right? And so a generator really needs a projector. And a projector really needs their support to be acknowledged and their advice to be valued. And so you start to really understand what's important to you, where your strengths are. And so when you understand that not only about yourself, but about your partner, like I have a producer, Sam, on my podcast who is a projector, mm-hmm. thank goodness, because she's an amazing projector. Mm-hmm. And so I know, I make it a point to not only listen to her advice, because projectors have amazing, intuitive, and smart advice, but I articulate my appreciation, because uh. projectors really, they want to be listened to and have their advice valued. That's a huge part of their self-worth and their job satisfaction and everything else. So I, I make it a point 
even if I'm thinking it and wouldn't or, oh, that was good, you know, or <laughs> I would listen to what she said and go on to the next thing. I try to make it a point to be like, yeah, that's really good advice. Mm-hmm. If I think that, obviously I don't blow smoke up her butt, but, but that's an example. So when you understand that about yourself, your partner, your children, now the Enneagram is a whole other story. Backing up so on the fun. human design thing, yeah. can you be more than one of those things? I know people who are, no. You have, we have strengths in all of these. There's, if you go to, um, if you just Google human design, I'm trying, I don't remember the name of the website. Uh, I just did a, a podcast on my show about this and I put it in the notes. But if you go, there's a website where for free, you just put in it's your, my human design. Yeah. My yeah. human design. Mm-hmm dot com mm-hmm. or dot org. Yeah. If you just go there and put in your birth date and location and time, it gives you a whole report on what you are. And it doesn't mean you don't have the other things too, but this is your sweet spot. And, and it helps you release those things that you've been trying to do that you just aren't good at or aren't working for you. It helps you really step into your genius and claim it and understand it. And it helps you understand the people you care about better either. Also, when you learn what they are. Got it. And I, yeah, projector, manifester. Yeah. And what's, so mani- what's a manifester versus a generator? They're both, I, I know it was crazy when we did it because Maria Puja and I are all man gens. So we're all <laughs> manifesting generators. Maria and my chart was like wild similar. Yeah. And we both were like, yeah, that makes sense. But it makes sense because a lot of our geniuses are the same, yes. which sometimes doesn't work for us. Right. But, but thank that's God a, you have the projector here. But truly. So, yeah, they're all just slightly different. Like Dr. Laura said, it's fascinating because, like, obviously, Maria and I are both man gens, but also we can. But what is have, a, man, so a, man, a manifestor generator? generator is someone who has all the creative inspiration and the ideas and everything and makes that shit happen, mm-hmm. manifests it. Can kind of be thrown into anything. Can be thrown into well. any situation and do well and, and makes it happen. And generates the... Yeah. Right? The generator is someone... I really wanted to be a manifestor generator. That's what I was trying to be. Mm-hmm. And I would get so frustrated because I would have all this creative inspiration and all of these ideas and I would start creating them, but it wouldn't necessarily manifest all the time. Right, it wouldn't manifest into a book or a show or. A, so you're a manifestor. I'm a generator. You're a generator, so you generate the ideas, but you need other people to execute I need, them. I need. I. I. When I realized that, I stopped trying to be a one-stop shop, mm. and I started calling in people who can not only deal with the logistics but operationalize and bring out what I'm creating. Do you think that some of these things, I mean, I guess it's, if it's in the, your birth charts in your birth chart, but I think some of these things, like I just had to adapt. I didn't have a choice. I had to become some of those things. Exactly. Because someone had to pick the ball up and run. But You know, like. No, go ahead, go ahead. Well, that's what was so fascinating to me about it, because you could totally justify it based on your childhood, right? Mm -hmm. Or you could justify it based on your soul's journey and what your soul signed up for. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, 
for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. And it was so fascinating to me that it actually fits. And I've had my friends do it. I've done it for my kids. I've had clients do it. It fits so perfectly. And it's so bizarre. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, okay. Now, Enneagrams. Yes. Enneagrams are ancient. The Enneagram is thousands and thousands of years old. It was brought to this country probably in the 1970s. It is a system of like nine different types and there are all sorts, if you Google, you know, what's, what's, what Enneagram number I am, because there's numbers one through nine. Um, if, you, if you, you know, you can find these quizzes that actually will tell you what number you are based on this personality test. Um, one of my favorite, and of course here I am with my name, but I'll tell you the title. One of my favorite books that I love and I learned so much about the Enneagram through is the road back to you is the name of the book. And if you read it, you will, I, you will recognize yourself. Um, and what I love about it is that it also shows you what wounds, um, kind of, you know, where your weaknesses are, where your wounds are what happened to you or what likely happened to you in childhood, right? So like I'm a two, which is kind of the helper, the codependent basically (laughs) is the two, right? And, and what's cool about it, it's on a circle of, of, um, you know, one, two, three, four, five, nine at the top, right? And then it goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And, and then there are these arrows between the numbers. So like a two, goes to eight when the unhealthy eight, there's a healthy part of a two, for instance, and an unhealthy part of a two of every number, right? And so when you're in your trigger as a two, you're going to go to the unhealthy eight, Mm. right? My husband is an eight. Eights are the directors. They are in charge. They are strategic. They have amazing advice. They are in charge, right? And when they're in their shadow self or in their trigger, they can be angry or controlling or critical, right? And so 
when I understood about him, for instance, because most of the time he's in his genius and not in his shadow, but just like everyone else, right? He goes into his shadow sometimes. And then I would get all codependent and crazy when he would get into his, right? We would trigger each other. Um, when I learned, and I remember reading in that book and it changed everything, it said, the eight does not, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it said the eight does not need to control everything. They just don't want to be controlled. There is a huge difference, right? Mm -hmm. And that changed it because I had all these stories like, you're being a control freak. You're, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to be controlled. You know, it was like that whole battle of wills. And when I realized, oh, no, he doesn't want to control me. He just doesn't want me to control him. Right. That's a big difference, right? So that's an example of how understanding not only your number, where you go in health, where you go in trigger, what it looks like when you're at your best, what it looks like when you're at your worst, but you also understand that about your partner, it's unbelievably powerful. And this is the road back to you, this book, you think? That's the book that... It really speaks to me. That's a full body yes for me. I can't wait for you to take it, Kev. I'm so curious Well, I want to get this book. Yeah. I'm a seven. You're a seven? Seven and two is my second. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then your kids, right? Like one of mine is a five. One of them is a three. Yeah, that's cool. And it helps me really understand them. Dang. Pooja, what are you? Do we know? know Yeah, I'm a seven and I'm also a wing two. You're a seven too? (laughs) Yeah, that's wild. Wait, which one is the seven? I don't think I know. Enthusiast. Oh, the enthusiast. We don't like being bored. We do not like to. Pooja and I are so similar. Our our human design charts were basically the same except for maybe two. What's Maria? I think she may be a three. I don't know what her Enneagram is actually. Three would make sense. But I'm going to take it over to Kelsey now because see how Kelsey's like, I'm... Me and Pooja are a lot alike. Then she's like, me and Maria are a lot alike. Then she's like, me all and Kevin are like. All of our. But my, no, I'm getting to another mm-hmm. point because she's mm-hmm. a super empath and she is. She's oh, not yeah, lying. But let's talk about oh, when you're that big of an empath. <laughs> and you said before we started the interview, when you are an empath, and you, would you say you're not in control of it? Well, them? I was accusing you of not being yeah. in control of your empath. Right. Because empath. you were saying that when you're in L, I was asking you what it's like to be come back to LA from Connecticut and you were saying the energy is so frenetic here. It's hard for me. Right. And, and it would be hard for any empath is is always an empath is someone who can feel the feelings of everybody else around them and the collective. And it's an, and it's an intuitive gift. It's amazing, but it's a very hard life if, because you're feeling all the shit of everyone all the time. And so I, what I mean when I say you're not in control of your empath is that you are at the effect of all the energies around you. And it doesn't have to be that way. And because most of us never questioned it, didn't even know we were empaths or have no idea that there's a way to protect yourself. It's literally about putting an energetic force field around yourself is how I would describe it. From the moment you wake up, put yourself in a bubble. Okay. So I want to back up for one second because I think a lot of our audience, the heel squad are empaths empath, mm-hmm. and they're who are not in control of yeah. it. And I, yeah, I don't think I am. And I don't think. Me neither. Okay. So tell us to speak for So, okay. So now that we know we're like that, let's start with, right. yeah, what do we do? To deal with this, which is wake up in the morning and we're going to put a protective force shield around ourselves. How do we do that? So before you even get out of bed, you know, you can do this in lots of different ways. 
um, as I've continued to build a spiritual practice and a kind of two-way relationship with spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, my name for it is Holy Oneness, um, I sort of say it as a as a welcome to the day and as a prayer, right? So I, I'm opening my eyes to live in the world with love and abundance and connection. I'm calling in my angels and my guides, um, you know, to surround me, and I'm creating a bubble around me of beautiful, violet, protective light that is like a filter where only what I want goes out and only what is aligned with the highest frequency of love comes in and no other energy. And you're doing this in bed and you sit up in bed yeah, and do it? I just like before, as I'm opening my eyes, before you pick up that phone mm. or anything else, you, but you can do it at any time. I just like starting the day that way. Do you yeah, speak I it? Or think it. Um, I just, I sometimes, I, it depends. If there's no one else in the room, I speak it mm-hmm. sometimes, but sometimes I just say it silently. I do find that speaking it out loud, if you can, gives it a little more, to me, um, it feels a little more oomphy, mm-hmm. but it certainly doesn't have to be. And then it's also for an empath, especially, you know, if you think about, like I was saying before, we're all energetic beings. What's happening with an empath we're all in training or matching each other's frequency until we learn to hold our own, right? And so what the empath is doing is like a ping pong, crazy, bouncing all over the place, matching, because they're feeling and sensing unconsciously, not to mention consciously, everyone else's energy, and then they're being affected by it and matching it, right? And so you're like an ungrounded electrical cord. You ever seen those where they're whipping all mm-hmm. over the place? So it's super important also to ground your energy, right? And I have meditations on my website. If you just go to drlarberman.com to the Quantum Love page and look at the meditations, um, super simple. You're just like, it takes a few minutes. You're taking some deep breaths. And as you breathe in, you imagine light flowing in through your body. And as you breathe out, you shoot it out your tailbone deep, deep, deep into the earth and kind of ground it there. Um, because your body, your energy body, in order to, for you to feel stable and centered amidst the chaotic energies, you don't only want the force field, you want your body your energy body to be super grounded. And um, I've heard people even do it in the shower. Uh-huh. Imagine a white light around them in the shower, they, taking that time to build their force field. Yeah. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code HEELSQUAD for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code HEELSQUAD. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps a bag stashed in the nursery. 
you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. What, what, what's your thought on, you know, things like, evil eye charms or I've, I've heard wearing black. I've heard wearing crystals, crystals or you know, sometimes the black mm-hmm. bracelets with mm-hmm. the, those the, are protective like onyx or yes, onyx, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. those. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know Greek Greeks and, yeah, and, sp- and people in Mediterranean cultures in general believe a lot in the evil eye. Um, you know, I, I it just depends on what you believe in. If you believe in it, then it has power, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, yeah, wear any if you believe in the evil eye, wear any you know wear something to ward it off. Wear one of those evil eye repellent things or whatever else. Um, but that doesn't mean that that evil eyes it exists for you because you believe it and it's an inherent part of your um, gen, you know it's a generational kind of DNA thing, right? Like if you believe, I mean, it, I'll see Maria just gets these massive migraines or she can't even keep her eyes open. She's like, I think I have an evil eye. Yeah, right. And then <laughs> someone in the family has to read. Some kind of prayer, and if they cry when they read the prayer, then Maria like had a really okay. So she believes that yeah. it's true, and right? For her, it's true. It's fascinating, and I've seen her come right back out of it mm-hmm. once the prayers are read. Or it's it's really interesting. I mean, for us, it's it's been real because I see she's yeah. like laid out, yeah. you know. So I can, wow. Yeah, and I'm not, and it is real. I mean, it is. I'm not saying it's real for everyone, right? Like I don't subscribe to that, but there are other, I do think that I'm affected by the energy of others. Mm -hmm. And I do think, I don't believe, I believe that I'm more powerful. My intentions for myself are more powerful than anyone else's intentions for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that I believe in every cell of my body. Um, So I'm not affected Mm -hmm. by the evil eye because no darkness is stronger than my light. Ooh. I've been sleeping with my rose quartz recently. Yeah, crystals are beautiful. Crystals, you have to keep cleaning them. Crystals are transmuters of energy. Wait, you have to clean them? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Because they absorb, they're like sponges. Mm. Um, And so even better than rose quartz, actually, the highest frequency crystal, I sneak these, I have these under my son's bed and under my husband's (laughs) side of the bed. They don't know because they would be like rolling their eyes at me or taking them away. But I have selenite. Oh, yeah. Under uh, under their bay. That's the highest frequency. Mm -hmm. But all of the, and rose quartz is really the frequency of love and open heartedness. So if that's something that you really want to cultivate in your life, it's also... Um, I'm a big proponent and they're extremely absorbent. I have had so many women with sexual trauma or even just, and I should give you one of these, Kelsey. Mm. I have this, I haven't started selling them yet, honestly, because I just can't deal with the distribution and fulfillment piece, but I made for my clients these sexual healing kits that has a guided meditation, a rose quartz wand, bath salts, and a Palo Santo stick and the candle. And it is... And you use the rose quartz wand in the bath because there is 
an energy, you know, every time you have sex, there is an energy exchange. And if you've had some toxic relationships or abusive relationships mm. or heartbreaks, it's an amazingly healing process to release that energy. But with all of these crystals, the way you clean them is you put um, sea salt and water and you soak them in that overnight and or under, under a full moon. Mm-hmm. And what's the, what, what will a selenite do as opposed to rose crystal? You said rose crystal is about love. Rose quartz, yeah, it's more of like an open-hearted healing um, uh, love conducing love wound healing crystal. Um, and the other cool thing is that they'll often break when they've done all they need to do for you. Whoa. And then you have to bury them. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but, uh, selenite is just of all the crystals, the highest frequency and, um, and it is, and so when I, you know, I put it under my son's bed because he was struggling with anxiety and a lot of fears. Um, and so I just wanted him to be bathed and surrounded by super high frequency um, energy. And how often do you have to wash these? Um, I tend to try to do it like. I mean, it depends how much you're using it, right? Like if you're wearing that onyx bracelet 24 seven, you know, do it more often. Um, Or if I'm wearing like these crystals I'm wearing right now, this is just regular quartz and angel aura quartz, which is kind of psychic connection. So like if I've been wearing this on an airplane and to a huge conference and around tons of different energies, versus staying at home during the pandemic, I'm going to clean it more often than, you know, it sort of depends on how much you're using it and how much other energy it's being exposed to. I remember being given some, oh my good, long time ago. And uh, I just said, listen, I work very physical. You know, I was at the time I was working in the carnival business and I'm like, we, all we're doing is picking up stuff way too heavy for us human beings to be picking up and putting it down and, but all right, I'll take them anyway. And I remember I just the very first day, they just shattered. They broke. And mm-hmm. she was like, I've never even had experienced that before. Well, I always was confused. What did that mean anything? Or did they yeah, just Yeah, it over it took it I took everything it could possibly take. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of darkness in the carny life. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. it is like a lot. Oh yeah. There was yeah. yeah. I mean oh. every kind of crime being criminal. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And then the intensity and you know, having to work against all of them. Mm-hmm. The people you were working for were a different kind of criminal. Yeah. And so they're getting money out of them to then the people working alongside you, your and coworkers. Just all, were, everyone around you, yeah, just bathing all. in toxic, dark, dark entity <laughs> energy. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Also, I don't want Dr. Laura to leave, but I know she has a heart out. Okay. Well, it makes me sad. Listen, uh, what time is it? Two oh four. I know. We could talk for like hours with you. I uh, th- there's so much in here. Right, so, Doctor, it's drlaurabermond.com, and um, what is the title again of the new Ascension Syndrome book that we're excited about? You're not crazy. You're just ascending how to survive and thrive in this wild new world. Wow. That is so good. It's so good. If you get the book, you can pre-order the book. It's right there. The link is right there on the homepage of DrLaraBerman.com. But if you pre-ordered the book, when you get the book, you are also going to get 
all the gu- meditations in the book guided by me. So audio of all the meditations and a video series of a ton of interviews I did with all sorts of fascinating experts who, on Ascension. Wow. What a steal. Really? It's oh. a steal. So steal. helpful. I'm so glad you did it. And I'm obviously so glad you visited us. Well, thank you, you for it, inspiring me well, to do it. it. Well, always. And well, I'm going to continue to do so because we need you in this world. Truly. But Dr. Lloyd, wanna, is there any other advice you do have for the empaths? I know we, I kind of cut you off on that, yeah. but we were talking about, you know, you have your ritual in the morning where you bring in that yeah. light. And I'm that grounding all day. I'm using Grounding crystals. all day. We're getting your feet into earth and nature. Yes. And, I, and even just like doing that breath that I talked about where you're grounding light through you. I, um, I, if I'm going to go into a room with a lot of people or maybe before you come back to LA, you're definitely putting a force field around yourself and you're constantly aware, like questioning an empath has to constantly question, is this mine or someone else's? Right? Wait, specify, please. So all of a sudden you feel anxious. Your initial reaction is, oh, I must be anxious because there's this thing I have due or because something's not right in my marriage or, you know, something is wrong here, right? Is this my, okay, I'm feeling anxiety. Is this mine or is this someone else's? Let me run it through my heart. Is this mine? Yes or no? Right. And then if it's no, sometimes you'll be like, oh, yeah. Like I remember when I first helped my then ninth grader, now he's 25, understand he, uh, he was an empath and he was like a severe empath. Um, he kind of rolled his eyes at me and I didn't fight him on it, but I knew he got it when a few weeks later he came home and said, you know, today I was like at school and I was in a really good mood. And then all of a sudden I felt so angry. And I looked up and I noticed that there was a girl a few lockers down and I realized, oh, she must be angry. And because I'm not angry, it's her anger I'm feeling. And then it becomes a superpower, Mm. right? And not something that you're at the effect of, but you have to start question, if it's an empath, you have to constantly question your feelings. Are these mine or are these someone else's? And when you know there's someone else's, maybe it doesn't feel as bad. You're not attached to them. Oh, that's that. Okay. Let me call in my angels, my guides, reconfigure my force field. That is not mine to hold. That is not, I mean, maybe if you're feeling Maria's anxiety, you can say, baby, you know, my youngest does this to me all the time. I'm not even aware that I'm anxious about something and we'll be driving to school. And he's like, are you upset about something? And my initial reaction is like, no, I'm fine. And then I'm like, oh, I was worrying about that deadline. And he knew. He knew because he can feel it. Wow. Yeah, I noticed, uh, it's funny, this just this morning, it's about how the universe works. Um, The house was empty, which is very rare Mm -hmm. because we always have everyone here. But I'm up early before everyone because the dogs. (laughs) So, but they're fine. But I even, and they make me, they really run me through the Mm -hmm. ringer as far as, this one poops here. This one pees <laughs> they there. They have all their ag- personal agenda. This one has to be, you have to be hand fed. This one needs their food yeah. mixed. Like oh they really gosh. got me like, but we make it work. And yet uh, I just feel like this really nice piece. And, uh, and I just, I realized, you know, all the people around me really. Um, they and, are affecting And you. Maria, now that you said this, it's her anxiety, all yes. of her massive anxieties, which have been greatly reduced working with you and Dr. Um, Joe Dispenza. They've been greatly reduced, which has been such a help to me. But in me trying to heal myself physically, I've been saying, 
I just want to be alone. Yeah. And I think that's why that's I'm saying why. it because it's all that energy. Maria's energy is big. But I mean, there's you know, Kelsey's also, energy is big, but yeah. Maria's energy is bigger. She's but older. there's also, she's, you know, the, just psychologically, there's the part of you that is a little bit codependent, right? A big time. So right. you have to be, you not only have to build that force field and recognize that's hers and not yours, but you have to be okay with her not being okay. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, hard. Yeah. You just, that's really hard. Until you do that, that's your growth edge. That's your soul growth. <laughs> oh. That's your ascension homework. Like, <laughs> until you can do that, you are at the effect. Maria's, if Maria's, lattes on right i'm like okay let me <laughs> let me let me go do it. no i'm telling you i can fix it no yeah uh-uh. it's not yours and you are actually doing her a disservice no i know i i because yeah, I know. because her soul came here to learn about and i have and i'm speaking to myself as well as you this is something no, we're i had very to much learn alike, you and I. I had to learn that it is not not only is it not my job to rescue people you know because my thing was if i can fix it why not fix it that's how i think right like i can fix it easier than they can fix it so let me just fix it everything by the yeah. way even physical things yes. i'm like well what the hell i can right you need but it is like not the wall your down, job no. to fix it. And as soon as, and I had to realize that not only is it not my job, just because I can fix it doesn't mean I'm supposed to fix it. It's not my job to fix it, but actually I'm a doing a disservice to this person. I'm making them in handicap Wow. Yeah. because oh my God, they yeah. came here to learn to fix it for themselves. And when I take it away from them, not only am I not having faith in their ability to fix it, but I am taking away their soul growth and their opportunity to ascend and their opportunity to learn to fix it for themselves. Amen. I am doing them a disservice. I'm hurting them by trying to fix it for them when it's not my job to fix. I, I think I have Say hundreds of people out there with handicap plates. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no wonder that's you're amazing. freaking exhausted. For yeah, real. No, she knows. Kelsey knows. For yeah. Real. yeah every, I mean, you know, it's been my, my, all my choice, but this was, again, so eye opening. Right. Our last session we did private Holy was life changing. Yeah. yeah. And, t- really and spend helped. more time alone. If you can't, if you can't set those boundaries, mm. then just make sure you spend more time alone. So you have some relief or you're going to get sick. I am sick. Well, so you're going to get sicker. Sicker, yeah. You're not going to get well. Yeah. Until well, that's what really... I've been saying, and I've been joking about it. Like, I just need to be alone, but I really do. I just yeah. want to be... I don't mind the dogs, like I said. We need to easy. make you a little she-she, a he-she. Yes. Like, and put all kinds of crystals. I have that in every house I live in. I have my little room with all my crystals and all my things. <laughs> I, I freaking love it. Are you kidding here. me? Honey. <laughs> yeah, no. You, you no, go there for an hour a day. It's soundproof. There's no intercom. Agreed. No cell phone upon entry. Yeah. Oh my God, this is really so cute too, the way she does it. She's like, I can't help it. I need you. (laughs) And then part of you loves it. Oh, he loves it. Of course, of course. And you know why you love it? Because you think if she needs you, she won't leave you. That's right. Yeah, I guess with everybody. Well, it always feels good to feel, I like it always feels good to be needed. Yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, maybe joke's over. <laughs> With ascension, those old coping skills are not going to work. No, no, it's not working anymore. Nothing. You no, can't do it all anymore. All my old gold twos are not working no. anymore. Unfortunately, so you're going to have no choice. But that's one of the curses and the beauty of ascension is that you don't have a choice. Well, I did the diet and I'm working on the grounding, but now the, there's other things. So now I, you need ba- energetic boundaries. Yep. And literal boundaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. 
Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, that's good right. stuff. Dr. Laura, thank you so much. It's drlauraberman.com, you guys, to go pick up her book on Ascension and listen to her podcast, too. Yeah. Right? Language of love. Language of love. All right, you guys. We will uh, we wrap up with the chat. Let yeah. we say goodbye to Dr. Laura right now. Yeah, okay, Dr. we'll Laura. be right back. Okay, Kels. Good stuff. Yeah. I really need to do the energetic force field. I liked that a lot. I've heard that before, but I don't know. There's just a way that Dr. Laura speaks and <laughs> presents information that I can digest it. And I'm like, oh, that's easy. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, I've heard it before too, but I, I think, yeah, waking up in the morning and yeah, and focusing on that. Mm-hmm. And I think continuing to ask yourself if you are in a situation and you're anxious or you're angry or whatever, yeah, that was I big. like asking if it's you who is like that or if it's Someone the people else. around you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. The other thing that I thought was very surprising was that, but also not surprising, that Pooji and I are the same seven wing two on the Enneagram test because that is a, that's really rare. Like there's nine types and you don't often hear of a seven yet like let alone a and what seven is the wing two, two portion so sevens are enthusiasts twos are like helpers are like t- caretakers mm. right so, i think it said online that nine percent of women who took the test out of fifty four thousand were type seven which is pretty it's crazy. low yeah I mean, well again it's not because i feel like we're the same person that's true but it is still <laughs> wild whenever we the same, the same, the same, but different. And, and Maria was a three. I don't know what Maria is. That's what Dr. Laura was guessing that she was. Right. But it's funny because it, I mean, it makes sense because Pooja and I will always talk. I feel like when I say something, she's like, yes, that's how I feel. And Aww. it's like, yeah. we, we see things in each other. Well, we're both like, passionate about this show. So it shows that yeah. you have the same interests. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like the way we think, like right. the way that we, right. what we get anxious about and, the way we kind of go about everything. Like yeah, our love lives, similar. our regular lives, our family lives. It's really, really similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, well, I think it's nice. Yeah, I, it's so I don't want you to be stressed, but... Um, no, it's great. Yeah, I also thought, you know, learning the love languages for yourself and for other people does really help you. Oh, yeah. And, and because sometimes you feel like, wait, but I, I, I made breakfast. I did all the cleaning. I did it. And, right. And... And for you, what, what I think that that would fall under somewhere acts between of acts of service, and the other people's like, yeah. Well, I don't that, want that. That yeah, that doesn't. I want a hug. Th- right. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I love how she was saying to like make your kids take it. I don't have kids, so I made my parents take it because for me, yeah, I like I just I mine is um, physical touch and quality time, but my mom hates physical touch. So I just want her to hug me. I'm like, mom, why, why don't you love my hugs? She doesn't hate it, but that's just not her love language. So now I know what hers is. And so I can better like serve her and vice versa. And I think that Dr. Laura saying that she did that with her kids is just so cool. Instead of just forcing (laughs) what you think they should love on them, knowing what, how they love and how they like to receive it can just only further and make a bond stronger. Right. Fuji, what's your love language? Mine's definitely words of affirmation. I mean, I've taken the test, but I, mm. I, yeah, words of affirmation. And then quality time is my second. Actually, me and Kelsey took a test the other day. Mm-hmm. We did. I feel like yours is definitely acts of service. Acts of service, probably. And probably quality time. 
Or words of affirmation. You might have words no, of affirmation. No, words of too. affirmation. I need that. Yeah. I, that's why yeah. I'm trying to give so much of it, I think, in myself is be, to others because I want it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, we're all a work in progress, aren't we? Not well, now, but children. Now, look, now we know that. Now we can give you now, words of affirmation. We don't have to do this show anymore because <laughs> Dr. Laura taught us everything. <laughs> she cured and us all done. the world. We're out. She cured us all. No, but this was really problems. helpful. And I'm super excited for her book. On Ascension Syndrome as well at drlaurabermond.com. Amazing. All right, kids. Well, Kelsey, with that, uh, what is the signature outro of uh, Better Together? I don't remember. (laughs) It is be nice people, make good choices, and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menounos or mariamenounos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.